This is Poor Pivots, where Sean and I are going to look at some of the best in business and dig into what makes them tick. We'll dive into possible pivots to help them turn in the corner or completely flop. You're about to find out what it takes for a big company to thrive and survive. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Poor Pivots. Sean, we are both recent homeowners. That's true. How long ago was it for you? Uh, man, two months, three months, something like that. Man, I'm at about five. I feel like it has been an eternity. Though. <laughs> <laughs> the amount, the amount of stuff that we have done on our house and projects that we put into it. When you were when you were picking your location for your house, yeah, what what all got factored in? Was it in St. Paul? <laughs> Did was... you check that box? You tell me. <laughs> no, we didn't. We messed up. We messed up on that one. It's so close. I'm like two blocks away from the city I wanted to be in. And I didn't even bother checking. I just saw the zip code and I was like, oh, of course. This is the Oh, you didn't I, even. No, I got bamboozled a little bit, but. The, the self bamboozle. I know. I, I didn't even think <laughs> about it. I thought I knew the city better than I did. But there was that. I mean, how old the appliances were. We didn't have to get a place and have to re- replace everything. Yeah. I'm um, just how new the, the place was in general, just like the electrical, you know, okay. dishwasher, kitchen setup was important. And so. We took a slightly different approach. We knew that we wanted to do work on our house and find a place that we could like inject a, like our style into it, our character, things like that. Sure. And it wasn't a huge factor, but one of the factors that we were thinking about was like, damn, we're going to be running to and from hardware stores all the time. Like we want to be next to a Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> and place, place. We're, we're incredibly close <laughs> to a Home Depot in, in Northeast Minneapolis at it. Knowing now how important it has been, it should have been much higher up on our list. Really? <laughs> I, I shit you not. Like we have done everything from repaired all of our rooms. We have redone a bathroom. Uh, we tore down basically the, the side of our garage and rebuilt it up from the studs. We're working on our kitchen right now. Every day that we're working, we go to Home Depot three times. What are, what for? What are all the trips for? It's it, just little things that you don't realize you need until you like take off another layer of a wall. It, it's hard to explain. It's just like you want to be able to, you know, it's a bottleneck of if I if I don't have the right screw, I can't keep working. Uh, but once I get that right screw in and I go to the next step, I realize like, ah, oh, I need another screw, <laughs> right? It is, it's incredible. And the store is amazing. It's got everything. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought it would make, for a lovely topic for today because they play in that world of very much traditional retail Yep, and expanding into e-commerce, do everything from services. Uh, and you know, they're, they're, they are facing the same dilemmas that a lot of traditional retailers are of how do you advance in, in such a growing digital world? 100%. I mean, you look at someone like a Home Depot, and if you think about how most retailers are measured in terms of success, it used to be people would look at, at revenue, and then folks would just kind of sprout stores up all over the place because that was an easy way to drive revenue. Yep. Then it became revenue per square foot, right? Because mm-hmm. they wanted to see how effectively are you, are you using that space. And Home Depot is one where because they've got these other ways of generating revenue, like the e-commerce and services, yep. their revenues per square foot has been pretty solid over the last three or four years. I mean, it's almost, you know, gone up by, what was it? 33% over that time, time frame. So it seemed pretty good growth. And I don't know, it seems like they're doing all right, but they can always be doing a little better. They can. 
But I mean, it, it, it is interesting because we were just talking about this. Like if you don't go to Home Depot, you don't go to Home Depot. I don't go right? to Home Depot. Everybody goes to Target because you need daily essentials to live. Like yeah. you need toilet paper, you need toothpaste. Uh, if you don't need a home, <laughs> home repairing materials, then you don't need them and you don't go there. But it is a massive, like unbelievably massive business. When you go there, how often is it you're there to, you know, find the materials, which is the story you said earlier, versus, you know, you need to find someone who knows how to use the materials? Uh, it, it's a little bit of both. Okay. And so it, that's uh, an added flair to your experience there is that they actually have fairly trained professionals yeah. that work at Home Depot. So if you're in a plumbing section, like the guy that runs that aisle and is stocking stocking the different products there is also probably a retired plumber or active plumber. And they, they can walk you through the project that you're doing. And a good example of that is I just went and purchased uh, our appliances for our new kitchen at Home Depot. And it it's this interesting blend of like we you have the ability to get really cheap prices like you would online or at a retailer like Target or Walmart, but you also have the expertise that you want when you're buying a three thousand dollars set of appliances. Nice. And yeah. so we we had a team that was sitting there like talking through the project with us, uh, measuring out our fridge and our and and like walking through what sort of appliances would be great, and it was perfect. Like you don't. You don't want to buy a fridge online, right? And you you can, but you don't want to because you want to be able to touch it. You want to be able to open it up. And it, it's that hybrid experience of like, this is a, a big investment. I want to be able to see and talk to somebody about it. And then I want it to be, be, I don't want to have to pay a lot more for that. I think a lot of the high dollar sales or purchases that you make in life are, are very experiential, right? Like mm-hmm. you want to go and, and see how it works and like a car. You wouldn't would buy you a buy, car. Yeah, would car. you buy a car? No. Unless it's a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's the, the only one. Then yeah. you know it's gold. Yeah, I'll put down my deposit four years in advance or however long it takes. Whatever Elon needs, Elon gets, all right? I was, I was out in San Francisco. And I'm amazed how many Teslas there are. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I, I felt like a, we had a rental van because we were out like camping and hiking. I felt like a chump, you know, driving <laughs> around all these Teslas. And it, it, it has like replaced the everyday Camry <laughs> out there. Well, in it San was, they used to have the Smart for Twos, so were really big out there as okay. well. But the Teslas have definitely taken over, man. It would, it's been huge. But so, talk a little bit on, <laughs> on the experiential side. So, I remember. You know, I used to work back in the electronics department, but I was not the most knowledgeable guy. Like, I didn't have any special training. So people would ask me questions at the retailer that I worked at, which was Kmart, not Home Depot. And I wouldn't really know where to send them or how to find the answer. I don't remember how I got out of those situations. But compare and contrast that, I guess, with, you know, your experience with the plumber. It's someone who's kind of totally on the block. Totally different. You know, it it wasn't just shuffling, shuffling you to an aisle. They would talk you through your project. And... If you came in with the right knowledge, a lot of times it could walk you through exactly what you needed. So, wow. I mean, think about it. There, you know, there's a the average customer in there is it. It could be one of two people. It could be someone who's this is their professional job. They need a place where they can get uh, parts, things like that, lumber, and because of it, they're like fairly in tune with the project that right. they're working on. The other side of it is the the probably much larger market of people that own homes. Uh, and are trying to do home renovations, but have no idea where to start. Hundred percent. And it's it's you know you can look on YouTube to get a good sense of what you're trying to do, but that doesn't YouTube doesn't share the quirks of your house that you need to work around. And so I found myself taking pictures of different things and say and like walking up to the plumber guy and 
and basically showing them my phone and saying, hey, here's what I'm working with. Here's what I'm thinking of doing. This is what we have set up so far. Like, what are your suggestions? Wow. And they'll they'll walk you through it, and they'll they'll spend a lot of time doing that. It's almost like a consultation. Consultation, and it's it's not just plumbing; it's everything from uh, appliances to we almost bought windows through Home Depot, and so it's same exact thing. Like they have a team of dedicated window people. It's like they have basically stations set up, set up in all these different sections of yeah. the store with people that specifically focus on on like what what you're trying to do so like windows could be appliances could be doors uh could be bathtubs bath uh fixtures things like that it's it's all very niche but the people that are there can help you uh kind of walk through all your problems i think this the consultation piece there is so interesting so even when i think about you know reading up on the origin story Mm -hmm. so bernie and arthur bernie marcus arthur blank are the two founders Mm -hmm. of home depot and they actually got fired from Handy Dance Hardware. No. They got fired in 1978 and they hatched this idea for what if it was a little different? You know, what if there's a store yeah. that had people that were really knowledgeable and they had a bunch of, you know, great input materials that you would need at good prices? Kind of like almost yeah. a warehouse type feel with people who were knowledgeable. And they launched that concept as the Home Depot. And it was it was huge. You know, this idea of, of having people at a retailer who knew what they were doing. Yeah. Very different from anyone who, you know, came into Kmart to see me, whatever. There, were, there weren't the trained experts. Yeah, at Kmart. years ago. So it was so, so interesting that that is kind of the, the allure, right? Is you might not know what you yeah. need. You might know what problem you have and you can go to Home Depot and they'll not only get you the materials you need to solve it, but yeah. the know-how to solve it as well. Yeah. And it is necessary because it's like you go into a Kmart, you go into a Target where they, a lot of their money is made off of everyday essentials, right? Like there is no explanation behind it. You know what you're going to buy. And the upselling is more about how can we get you to stay longer in the store. Totally. The upselling on the Home Depot side is a lot of times you might opt for a cheaper product or something that you think is the solution where in reality you need more parts and you need someone to walk you through and kind of tell you exactly what you need. Hmm. And when you're repairing a house, I'm a fairly cheap guy in life in almost all aspects, but uh, you know you don't necessarily want to put in the crappiest floor into your kitchen that you're going to be walking on for the next forty years. You see it every day, yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's it's that interesting blend of the right trained expert that can walk you through what probably makes sense can help evoke like a, a larger purchases, bigger bigger shopping trips. It makes sense to me. I, I think like the retail side and, and just looking at some of their metrics, it's a segment that's grown, you know, five, six percent for them year over year for the last few years. Mm-hmm. What do you think? So they've gone e- e-commerce uh, lately. It, it's one of their fastest growing segments. It's still not a huge amount of business for them. It's roughly seven percent of total revenue. Yeah. Like you don't really get that consultation when you're online, right? I mean, you're just it's do you think is that targeting kind of more the contractors, the people who already know what they're doing? Or do you think that segment could potentially, you know, get the mainstream people or, or maybe it already has them? You know, it's a, this is my speculation. Yeah. And because they're not coming out and saying their full strategy or thought behind it. But yeah. um, I think that e-commerce is targeted more towards your everyday shopper. Yeah. Like me. And it's, it's people that are either investing in tools or something that is more, more along the lines of a, a thought, thought out purchase, not a circumstantial one. I mean, just imagine... It's like they have done a very good job. They have almost like the Amazon lockers where you can pick stuff up. They have that at Home oh, Depot. Oh, cool. So you can go and you can quickly pick up your Home Depot item. But you are 
99 out of 100 times going to go into a store to just get the item you need if you're at a bottleneck point yep. where like I can't move on until I get this item. You're not going to buy it online. And so that's that's my that's my kind of view of online. And also think about it. They have like an incredible amount of SKUs. Yeah. So, you know, just think about how many different types of screws and nails and things like <laughs> that there are. And I, I have the stat that they have over 40,000 different products that are stored inside a store. Inside a physical store. So like just an incredible different amount. Oh, man. And then uh, they have over 250,000 different products that you can order online or special order. So could be a different size yep. window, yep. things like that. And so the, the permutations are incredible. My my whole point being like it, you're not going to go and buy a certain size screw online. I think what it is, it's in my case, I've used it to buy tools Used it to buy like storage, things like that. So the 40,000 products, I was thinking about all the different products. It actually just reminded me of a purchase I made at Home Depot. This was three years ago. Mm -hmm. So I got a phone call. It was late at night. It was from my parents. Yep. And they were kind of in a frantic, frantic mode. Yeah, they were not, they were not having, I'm like, what do you need? Like I'm, if you're, if you're looking for someone handy, I'm the last person you call. So I knew it it wasn't anything about that. But I said, Sean, like, just get over here. There's some noises in the chimney. I was like, okay. And I got there and there was a squirrel that was trapped in the chimney and it was like eating its way through the you have like some padding between the chimney and the actual you know place you put the firewood it was like eating its way through that and it couldn't get out the top it was it was yeah it couldn't figure out how to get out the top so it was like okay so the squirrel is gonna come out at some point (laughs) i'm like we need to find a way to contain the squirrel otherwise it'll be running all over the house that'll be bad for everybody and so i go to home depot and I go and they have like an animal control yeah. section where it's like, you know, rat traps. And they have a cage that's like a rabbit trap. Yeah. And I look at this rabbit trap now and I go, hmm, this is interesting. And so I felt very much like Elmer Fudd, you know, kind of yep. just going out to, to hunt those rabbits <laughs> or hunt those squirrels, whatever he's hunting. So I buy that and I set up a little trap. I put some peanut butter. Everyone loves peanut butter. Yes. Out on like a little napkin to like trigger the trap. And sure enough, in the middle of the night, trap goes off. Are you serious? Caught me a squirrel. Nice. And so that was a purchase I'd made at Home Depot, and it was a super random skew. My parents now have a yes. rabbit trap. I don't know what they're going to do with it. I didn't want it. <laughs> well, you never know. It's happened once. It, <laughs> yeah, could, it could happen again. So don't do chimneys. Or when you're in a jam, go to the depot because you never know what you'll find. And that, that's what I have been amazed with. In my That is a ridiculous story. <laughs> uh, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> so you, you not only – not only did you buy a rabbit trap, but you also got a free dinner. Yeah, we didn't eat the squirrel. We did not <laughs> eat the squirrel. We let the squirrel go, yeah. Um, good on you. It's, uh, I've been amazed with how, like, you just assume when you're looking at a house, and I, I am getting handier, but I wasn't a handy person to start. I'm so intimidated by, like, how do you fix this thing? But it, there's not computers in the walls, right? <laughs> it is all, like, fairly fairly rudimentary as far as how it all works and it's consistent but there's also because of that there's not like one way to that anything should go like i'm thinking of it as a code of like okay you know you write on an application this is how it is ran right and if you are going to tear off a wall this is how you tear off a wall this is best practice like no it's a lot of times you like jam a crowbar in see what happens (laughs) it has been a nice like battle of of my systematic side just having to let go and my my kid who like wishes he was in a bulldozer <laughs> all day is like coming out and it 
it's been so funny and that, that's been a part of it like a lot of it is we we have a problem that we're looking at and then we'll go to the home depot and either take a picture and ask somebody or or just kind of look at and gaze at the at the tools of like okay how do we figure this out it's like it's the wild west you get to talk to some of the other gunslingers over at the depot man and you you share the same battle wounds as them it's like the amount of times that we have gone to buy drywall these are huge sheets of drywall and it's super super difficult to try to move them around because it's like 12 by four foot sheets and then you you see the other family that's also buying it you're just kind of nodding at yeah them. you're like i know i know what this is about yeah uh oh, it is a great store I, I i absolutely love home depot uh and they're everywhere they have over 2200 different stores and so when we when we joked about like how are they so big yep um Part of the reason is that, like, they are far and away uh, the largest hardware store out there. Totally, and and their their competition at you know their closest competitor is Lowe's, which is also you know a similar model, big box retail, spread all across uh, the U.S. But outside of that, it, it drops off really quickly. So Home Depot is. Uh, just over or fairly close to it looks like just over a hundred billion dollars in revenue um lowe's is chilling just over 60 billion and then the next one like jumps all the way back to 15 billion which is menards and then it just goes downhill from there so they, save they, big money <laughs> save, save, save big money uh, so they're they're crushing it and they're huge and they're everywhere but everybody knows their brand 100 percent Hundred percent. They've got so many things going for them. It's the fact that their stores count, which has actually stayed stagnant for the last three years, mm-hmm. has not hindered their ability to get more profitable at those yeah. locations every single year. The e-commerce play, they're in a good position to grow right now. And when you think about it, like they really do, you know them for tools and things like that, but they have everything, right? They when you do need a jam and you need to get a squirrel out of a, a chimney <laughs> yes. or we go there for plants. Like a lot of our plants from our, in our house are from Home Depot. Every year we buy our Christmas tree at Home Depot. It's like they get very seasonal with like cool decorative things for either your out, outdoor, inside. Uh, and it it's great. It's, it's like my one-stop shop for almost everything I need. <laughs> They're solid, man. One of the things we haven't, talked about yet mm-hmm. um was the services side so you've talked a lot about like the retail side of it right in our experiences have you re- used the home depot services i have not i haven't either but i think it's actually something that would appeal to like the the sean's type yep. of customer the, the folks who aren't who know that there's a water heater and know they're supposed mm-hmm. to do stuff with it but really you know they're just not about it they need some help yep. whether it's maintenance whether it's installation figuring things out and so the service business play you know essentially has Home Depot contractors yep. they send to your house to fix certain problems. Uh, they use, uh, not surprisingly, Home Depot materials. And at the yep. end of the day, they give you an invoice for the whole thing, the labor, the materials, yep. bingo, bango, bongo, you're done. And so it's kind of a nice way if you're in a jam and you don't really have bandwidth to figure something out yourself, yep. or you're a DIYer and you bid off more than you can chew, yep. you get a professional on, on site at your house to help you out. 100%. And, and I haven't used them, but I do know a fair bit amount of it, like, or fair amount of how it works. And basically they serve as your general contractor. Yep. So the, the, the most difficult thing in the world when you're doing a home project where you need to bring in a professional is managing that relationship. So just by, by the world of contracting and how it operates, uh, 
all the good contractors that you want to work with are busy and terrible at communicating. <laughs> and it's, oh, no. it's, I have not found an exception. <laughs> so they do great work, but it's just really difficult to get uh, in front of them. And so what it's, what's nice about having Home Depot or going through Home Depot is the price is not all that different. I mean, they work with contractors that are approved and vetted by them. Right. But they also, they basically put the Home Depot guarantee of they will show up on time. Right. And so you, an example is we were looking at this window and, you know, putting, buying a window is one thing, putting it in and replacing the other one um, is difficult. And it was something that we could do ourselves or we could, what was more realistic is like, rather than, you know, Nell spending four days of his time trying to figure out how to put this window in, like, let's pay someone 500 bucks, come and do it. Right. Like there's a value to my time at some point and (laughs) got to, got to figure that out. I, (laughs) I probably don't figure it out as often as I should. Um, Home Depot was a, a, they're a great like broker to multiple different, different uh, contractors that you could be working with. So I I do am not surprised that it's very popular. Yeah. hundred percent. I think, I think about those types of things and I, I don't really, I have no business trying to figure that stuff out. I would probably just make it worse, but knowing, (laughs) knowing that I have easy access to someone like Home Depot who can send somebody over, you know, and fix stuff up. And it's really easy to get a quote. You go online, you enter, you know, your address. They start telling you availability of other contractors. Yep. So it's a pretty streamlined process to get it all set up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it uh, it really does appeal because, like, the, the, those two customer segments—the everyday yeah. homeowner and then the professional people—it really appeals to that. Like extending the customer life value of that first one, right? Right. How do we get them to do more projects? How do we get them to spend more money? And like realize that this is all possible. That's got to kind of be a big thing. Like a lot of times people will have visions for what they want their houses to be. I'm, I'm not that person. I just kind of want to keep it and not <laughs> have it fall down around me. So I'm more of a maintenance guy. But you'd have a lot of projects around that. I mean, I think technically then, Sean, you maybe wanted to move into a TV. Because structurally, <laughs> you know, at, at the top is where it's the strongest. So. Uh, perfect. perfect. Why are you in a house to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> I've made some mistakes. That's okay. Oh, ne- next house. There you go. So what do we think? We got some, we got some ways to, to streamline this one to help them uh, ramp up? I think so. I mean, it, it, they're, they're, they're playing in such a cool world. And I think they're already doing a really, really great job in a market, traditional retail, that is just struggling. And you're seeing a lot of big brands really struggle to make money. I don't know. You tell I, me, Sean. What I you like got? it. I like it. So I, I focus more on the services side. Okay. Um, I focus there for a couple of reasons. One, like I think their e-com business is their fastest growing. So I feel like you could pretty much leave that one alone and just it'll continue to snowball for you. And then on the retail side, like they've done surprisingly well. I don't think they should be opening more stores. They haven't done that in the last few years. They, that seems to be going pretty well. So I was looking for services because really it's not had a substantial impact on their bottom line. So I was yep. like, okay, how do, we, how do we change this? How do we ramp it up? And if you look at how services uh, work today, currently you go into their website, you go on services, you fill out your info, and yep. it's, it's dangerously fast. In like two minutes, I, I tested it for this. I had to cancel. I almost had somebody come to <laughs> check my water heater in two days from now. Um, so you can, <laughs> you can get stuff going pretty quickly. But what's interesting is it's kind of a black box. Yep. Like I know they're going to send somebody. I don't really know who that person is. Yep. I don't know how reputable they are. This, is somebody, this person's coming to my house, man. That's kind of weird. They're coming inside your zone. In my zone, my bubble. Um, so one of the things that I thought was interesting is you have uh, you know, kind of more of a DIY um, marketplace. So they've got people 
that they're saying that we'll, they'll subcontract workout to, right? Yep. That's their their contract list. But I think it'd be kind of cool if it was, you know, they almost offered like a, a Home Depot certification and you could see like ratings and stars, kind of almost like a Google review slash Yelp yeah. piece. So if you think about most marketplaces, you know, things like um, an Upwork, for example, yeah. you know, you see who the top people are, you can see their specialties, you can see some of the things that the, the projects they've done that they're proud of. Yep. And, you know, as a potential consumer, that would help me have a lot more confidence saying, wow, like I can pick between Barry and Joe and Jill and they'll all do great work in my house on this random thing I need. And what's cool is I think if Home Depot goes with this approach, they're going to appeal to a broader base Mm-hmm. contractors because it's probably not every contractor wants to be a home depot yeah like have to wear the little uniform and the hat i feel like the hat would <laughs> that would turn me off i'd say no i'm not doing this um so i think you know they could get a broader group they don't need to have to hold them to the same standards as a home depot employee but it would enable you to have a, a larger supply side while making the consumer more comfortable with with having somebody in your house so so walk me through this i'm i'm envisioning like a kayak of service providers, right? Almost like a little bit like Angelus, right? Yeah. But all curated within Home Depot. Right. And these are people that are vetted, certified by Home Depot. And it, it's more the, it's more kind of ratings generated. Yep. So I give, and, I give reviews based on, you know, if Bob was responsive to me or yep. Bob did a good job. And that friction point is that we don't, right now we don't know the people that Home Depot are recommending, you don't know if they're good. You don't know like don't whether know. or not you can really trust them to be in your home. Right. Or are they going to, you know, how, how is it going to go? Right. I want to yeah. know the end result is going to look like something you could show me in a portfolio of projects you've worked on. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to know that it's not going to end up over here. Or if it does, something does go wrong, I want to know that like the next person can know about this. Sure. Because people, you know, especially when things go wrong in your house, people are very responsive about that yeah like if i think about the types of reviews people leave at restaurants it's either reviews that are really really bad or really really good yep and when it comes to your house like if something really bad happened that would be all over the internet and you and you want to know about it right 100 percent. yeah you want to know people are i mean there are are plenty of opportunities to cut corners and you don't want somebody doing that uh and it i i i think it could so like i'm envisioning you know doug the the hvac guy yeah you you log on because you have an issue with your ducks. You see Doug has a lot of really good ratings. And my gosh, he, he has his Pinterest profile attached. There you can see all the, the projects the projects that he did. Totally. Um, and all the great reviews. And Home Depot for helping play matchmaker in those scenarios mm-hmm. gets a percentage. So like Upwork, Upwork takes between 15 to 20%. Nice. I would say it's probably in that same range. So a little, yeah, a little bit of like a listing model. And then we get a cut of whatever. And the transaction runs through Home exactly, Depot, so exactly. it's all centralized and simple. And I understand. So with currently services today, Home Depot owns 100% of the revenue stream, right? Because they're the ones doing all the legwork, and sometimes they're sending their people out the door. With this, I think it's going to be much more of a volume play. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get a lot more contractors on there. Yep. And I think you've got potential to reach a lot more people because they can contract. Maybe it's the same, you know, someone who's local. They can yeah. find somebody right next to them. And it's less of a black box. You get more visibility into who you'll be working with, you know, all those different pieces. What's their success rate? Are they good? And mm-hmm. really kind of take you from end to end. Nice. I like it. I like it. And it so beefing up the service side, also using more Home Depot products. 100%. Right? So you're Mandatory. Paying, you're paying for the service. We're not going to Lowe's to get our lumber. Like we're getting <laughs> it from Home Depot. 
So it's it's kind of a double win in that sense, right? Like sales of your products go up, uh, revenue generated through services go up. And in the thing I like about it too, and it will get this will become relevant in my pivot too, is like I, I'm kind of of the belief if you if someone successfully does a house project, they're excited to do more. Yeah. So you're you're helping people not only realize that it's easy to do house projects, but getting them hooked on the idea that they can change their environment. Absolutely. And so you're like creating this culture of people that are just just ready to change, ready to make things fun and exciting and, and their home their home. The house you have today is not the house you could have tomorrow. You can keep yes. making those moves. Look at that. You're going to be the spokesman, the inspiring <laughs> guy. Um, all right. All Customer right. testimonial by I Sean. Um, so my, my suggestion, my pivot, uh, actually takes a page out of Ikea's book. You're, is it a VR app that lets you see what things will look like in your house? Do they do that? They do that. They do what? that. Right? <laughs> ah, no, that's so cool. Um, you can see what that like particle board looking <laughs> crappy chair would look like in your house. No. Right. Right. Um, a little bit different. Have you been to Ikea in the last Yes, the showroom, like you walk around. Yeah. Yep, yep. And so one thing that you, you probably walk right by uh, is that they actually have a daycare. Come Did again? You know Come again? Ikea has a daycare. And the, the concept behind it is very simple, right? You drop off your kids so you can shop kind of like uninhibited by your kids. And you can very efficiently go pick out what you need, snag your kids, get out. Right? So it's... You're you're not on the the beck and call of your like two year old. They can hang out, have fun. Mom can do her shopping. That model should be everywhere. It should be in Target. It should be at the airplane. Like everywhere. <laughs> and the reason that it's not is because it's expensive, right? Like yeah. it 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 takes a a way different level of attention than your average Target store has. Totally. Or like Walmart, where you know these <laughs> traditional retailers that just employ enough people to keep the lights on literally like make sure they don't get turned off. Um, but I was thinking about that for home Depot and not while shopping in the store, but I was thinking about it much differently. So they have a rentals department. Okay. Right. So they have equipment that you can rent out and it's, it's almost always indicative of like you are doing a project at a certain period of time. Right. Ooh. So we, we were trying to sand some of our floors and we were looking at renting out a, a floor sander. Right. And I think about that project that is, that is like, probably four to five hours of taking a big sand around the ground and just creating a ton of dust. And Oof. I'm trying to imagine like being a single dad or, or even, uh, you know, like a, a married family with kids, like it would be incredibly difficult in our little home to make that happen. And I understand why projects like that would get extended out for five, oh, yeah. six weeks when it could be done fairly quickly if the distractions were removed. So I started thinking about this idea of, you know, what if we took, daycare idea and tied it to that rental department. So as one of the line items of your of your agreement, if you're interested, what you can do is also pay a little bit more and then drop your kids off for the day. I thought it was going to be like your kids, your wife, like the whole thing. The whole thing. You can escape your life. We are doing Groupon getaways. No, no, no. So you go you go pick up the, the floor sander, drop off your kid. Okay. And they can only you can only drop them off for a day, but what it does is it affords you basically an undistracted period of time for you to work on your projects. It's not bad. Can they keep them overnights? No overnights. Hours is a day, no overnights? G yeah, uh. Gus from uh, from the sink department will hang out with their kids <laughs> for, for 
overnight and oh, it's man. like it's like sleeping in the aquarium <laughs> under the stars but you know sleeping by all the the shingling and <laughs> no, they, i i love the idea because what okay there's a few positives i'm imagining an environment where you, you drop your kids off they're probably having a ton of fun because you're in like a fun handy place they're doing crafts they're learning they're learning like very safely how to do renovation projects or paint or, or pot plants and things like that. Maybe they even bring something home with them. Right. Um, the other side of it is it's an alternative revenue source, right? They're not doing this. You can make money off of it. Oh. So you charge. Like I I imagine you you charge a fair daycare's wage and it helps you it helps you afford the type of staffing. Would you, you see need. people dropping their kids off if they didn't have a project? Like they just want their kids to be more... I don't know. I'm sure there's there's got to be some rule tied to a, like another revenue stream of you're going to have to rent an item if got you it. want to. Or buy. You have to buy. Or buy an item, whatever it is. And the, the whole idea behind it is there's like just the additional revenue of like this person is doing a project. Yep. And their goal is to complete this project. And when they drop their kids off, they're probably going to either rent an item, buy an item. When they pick them up, they know the hurdles they're having in the project. They're going to buy more. Right? Like you're you're continuing to bring these people back. I love that because you got their kid. Because you have their kid. It's like a ransom. (laughs) Buy more screws. They have to come back. And going back to that idea of (laughs) going going back to the idea of like projects take forever. I was looking at the average kitchen kitchen remodel. Yeah. It's like four to eight months is the average kitchen remodel. And no, no, shit, it takes forever. Like if you have kids. You know, you're, every five minutes, you're just trying to live. Like you're just trying to exist oh, in this yeah. world, and imagine not having a functioning kitchen. Like it, it just can't happen. Just imagine how much shorter that timeline would be if if all the distractions were completely gone. Oh man! And I even think about my own life. Like we put so much time and energy into our kitchen. If I had like a kid running around that I had to, that I had to keep alive, like no, thank you. I mean, that would be pass. Yeah. That would be absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely difficult to manage. And then the other side of it is like, it's this trickery thing where, you know, people start doing these projects, it gets a little bit too easy. They're going to continue doing them, mm-hmm. right? They do, they redo their kitchen. They re, then they, they start going and be like, huh, oh, that bathroom's pretty bad. We should redo that. Like a project taking a long time does not make Home Depot more money, right? Oh, I love this. You're talking about increasing the throughput so people yeah. can get more projects done in a shorter amount of time. And and there's like the logic behind it is, you know, not only can you do more projects, but also there's just a mental component to it of like if your kitchen is under repair for eight months, you are not about to go work on your deck as soon as that's done. It's like I need to take a break from this. But if you knock out your kitchen, you're like, oh, the deck looks like it could be repaired. So my, I'm knocking out, I'm going from eight months to a day. Is that what I'm doing with the daycare? <laughs> the kid can be in that daycare for a long time. Oh, God. God. Okay. <laughs> We're just not keeping them overnight with Gus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I guess walk me through it. So like there are other places I could drop my kid. Is it the issue is like I don't really realize that that's what's going on or? Well, you don't necessarily realize that it's an option. So it's like bringing them to a daycare center is not, you don't necessarily think about like the concept of tying it to a project. Whereas Home Depot, when you're renting the item and then there's an option of like, hey, you know, it's it's marketed, it's branded to, hey, you're working on a project. Would you like to leave your kid here? Got like they, they have the infrastructure and actual like physical locations to be able to do that and and really tie it to that whole narrative of, like we are creating your one-stop shop. I just see the ads. Home Depot. Would you like to leave your kid? <laughs> would you like it? 
We'll trade you a kid for a saw. <laughs> oh man i think i think it's interesting like, there's a lot of pieces to like about it right like the throughput thing is interesting yeah the idea of getting a person back in the store because you've got their kid is interesting <laughs> but the craziest thing to me is like a lot of these a lot of these like benefits start to almost sound like we're running a criminal organization man like we're, i mean we are gonna have the kids manufacturing like <laughs> child labor in the mix uh, i'll go call osha well it'll we'll sweep, sweep it under the rug little little karen will be like processing returns in the uh, back no. i i think it's pretty neat so so talk to me and you mentioned just charge them whatever normal daycare is yeah i think you think it could also potentially be a lead gen piece like people come in to drop off their kids and then they learn about the rental program you think it could work the other way too? oh yeah 100 percent. i mean I, I don't know what it takes to be in the door i think it we don't want we don't want to be known as the daycare that's just a great daycare, right? Like we, we, we can want... teach you life skills. They learn how to hammer a nail, right? <laughs> yes, yeah. I like the kids going to come home with 55 potted plants over the weeks as you're redoing your whole house. Um, but I do see that. I And I, I think the idea is like you, you, you start to build relationships with the people coming in. Yes. And then you start to refer them to the, the like experts that are in the store that could be helping them with their projects. I like it, man. I mean, I think I think it goes all the way back to uh, to Bernie and Arthur, right? You've got great merchandise which you can rent out, and you got highly trained staff. Now you just have a place for them to, you know, put their kids. So they can learn from that highly trained staff. Do you ever kind of wonder, like, what what whenever you hear these firing stories of like Bernie and Arthur or the Alibaba guy just kept getting fired from everywhere? It's like. Why were you getting fired so much? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I, you you seem to be very good at your job and building a great retail store. I'm just, what did you do at that time to like get dismissed? <laughs> Sometimes you just don't want to know. You have no idea. I have no idea. I haven't heard like any of the stories. A lot of times people don't want to talk about that stuff too, right? They're yeah. like, oh. but they'll gladly tell you that they got fired and they became a success. I, I do. I laugh at the uh, the Alibaba one because he got like fired from nine places or something. <laughs> Jack, yeah. yeah he's, and it's like maybe he was just like legitimately a bad worker. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, man? Figured it out, though. Oh, man. But I'll tell you what we do know. We do know that if there was a place where you could drop off your kids, <laughs> you would complete more projects around the house. And if you were to tailor that with the ability to find better contractors to help you on those projects, yes, you'd be done in a fraction of the time. Love it. I think those are your poor pivots for the Home Depot. <laughs>